Hello, and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. And my name is John Keeley. This is the podcast segment of our show that's not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for the 370th show is Megan Ruiz, Executive Director of the Lantern Center. Ms. Ruiz will be talking with us about the Lantern Center and today's Iowa immigrants. Our history buff is Ed Broders. Ed, the floor is yours. Thanks, John. Megan, the, uh, the Lantern Center is uh, sponsored uh, by the Sisters of Presentation. Um, and I'll confess to never, never having heard of that order before I looked mm-hmm. on the website this afternoon. So can you tell us a little bit about, like, how old this order is, how big it is. Is it part of something mm-hmm. larger within the church? Can you give us a little background? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Uh, yeah, they have a, a really neat story. Um, they started in the late 1800s. They're founded by Nano Nagel over in Ireland. And they're primarily, uh, one of their primary ministries is education. So it's been um, over in Ireland, they started because, uh, Nano Nagel um, was was fed up with the way that the British were treating um, the Irish residents. So, you know, there's a shocker, um, right? Yeah. yeah. So they were. <laughs> so the British were ruling, and they had, you know, they had deemed that they could uh, that uh, Irish citizens couldn't go to school. So, um, so Nano Nagel would go out with her lantern at night and would secretly be teaching, you know, kids and teens, um, you know, how to read and write and be literate. And, um, and so she, yeah, so she founded the Order of the Sisters of Presentation. And then apparently a, a fun, fun story was that um, the bishop from Dubuque was over there, on a, uh, over there in Ireland um, doing official church business in the late 1800s, and he, he stumbled upon the, the Sisters of Presentation and said, boy, you know, um, Dubuque is really growing and we could use a lot of teachers. And, uh, and so the first four sisters came over here in the late 1800s on a boat and uh, with the promise of teaching jobs. <laughs> and then they've, you know, they've grown. And the mother house is over. Um, I think there's about 75 sisters who are um, retired but still quite active you know, as volunteers, uh, the Lantern Center and, and all over the community um, who are there now. And so they're they're international. They've got um, places in uh, mother houses in um, in uh, a few different countries and uh, or several different countries, I want to say, and then in different corners of the U.S. too. So there's other centers like the Lantern Center. Uh, that were founded around the same time that are in immigration uh, hotspots like um, Florida and uh, and New York and California um, and South Dakota even. <laughs> so, yeah, so we keep in touch with them and um, coordinate with them. Yeah. All right. The questions I have for you might be difficult for you to ask, and I'll, I'll try and get it. Number one. Uh, are the is this branch tied in, or does anything with the Carmelite nuns, because they're out of Dubuque and they have been there probably just as long. And the second question is, would Miss um, Nano have not done anything to help the Scottish immigrant that we were talking about before? 
I'm sure Nano Nagel would have opened her arms, you know, to <laughs> help educate the, anyone. Listen, even one of the Irish, even one of the dirty. I know that crowd, and the answer is no. You, uh, go on. You, 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 don't, you don't have to to feed his obsessions. It's okay. <laughs> even even one of the you know dirty uh, you know British people, she probably would have. <laughs> the dirty British. You're on our show again for a comment like that. The oppressive, the oppressive British. <laughs> but but Do you guys yeah, um, comment like nuns at all because they're very prominent oh, in the view. I'm just asking. Yes, yes. So yeah, yep. The be- so they're. The presentations are the PBVMs, the presentations of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the the Sisters of Mount Carmel that you're talking about are the BVMs, the Blessed Sisters of Blessed Virgin Mary. And and yes, they're uh, they're great volunteers down at the center, um, great friends, great allies. In fact, uh, there are are people from the Carmel um, Sisters of Mount Carmel that were up in Postville that you'd referred to in our yeah. uh, earlier segment there. So. Um, yeah, and in fact, they're still yeah still really active in welcoming um, refugees and immigrants, and you know, uh, with social justice advocacy. So it's really, um, I tell them I want to be like them when I grow up someday. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so Megan, I'm I'm interested in the radio segment you were talking about supplying your your organization supplying some basic services, uh, helping to pay rent providing food, things like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that and if there are any um, partners that you are working with within Dubuque uh, and the surrounding area that are also sort of helping with that, that outreach and that, that assistance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some of our partners right now, we got a grant from the Community Foundation of Greater Dubuque, and that was part private don- donation, part um, city and county government donation, uh, and that was for urgent food needs. And so it's $10,000 for um, food needs, and so that's been helping with the grocery delivery that we've been doing. Um, and we've been working with a lot of places to, to make that fund uh, stretch really far. So with St. Stephen's Food Bank has been wonderful. Um you know, the mission, and there's been some farmers who've give us, given us a great deal, some local farmers on, um, you know, meat and eggs and potatoes and things like that, So, um, and local grocery stores that we're trying to help support, too. So, um, yeah, so it's really heartening to see the community come together and uh, really, you know, make it a kind of a win-win situation where we're supporting them and paying them for their products, but um, they're also you know, sometimes giving us a discount for getting things in bulk. And um, so, yeah, Community Foundation and um, there's, let's see, the uh, VIATs, they're called, the um, Volunteer Immigrant um, uh, Transportation Services. And so they they started as a rideshare program where they would help um, immigrants get rides to, you know, dental, medical appointments, um, and uh, maybe check-ins and, and different appointments with um, lawyers or courts and things around the state if they're if they're working on different uh, immigration cases. And so they've switched their focus to, you know, food acquisition and food delivery. And they've been um, they actually started the food distribution program just in mid March, just right away after. Um, everything shut down they thought boy we know that a lot of people 
and are living paycheck to paycheck, and they um, they just took hit the ground running. So we've um, been working closely with them, helping try to support and fund that, and help um, physically with it too. Okay, Ed, you get the honor of having the last question. Okay, um, Megan, I would like to know a little bit uh, more about um, the governance structure of of the order. Um, I wasn't raised Catholic and don't know much mm-hmm. about the Catholic Church, but what's what's the kind of the hierarchy there? Well. That's a very good question. I was raised Catholic and probably uh, <laughs> still don't know enough about the Catholic <laughs> religion, but I'll, I'll do the best I can here with that. Um, so um, the, the sisters make up more than half of our governing board for the Lantern Center. Um, and... And we, you know, we meet with them regularly on, uh, you know, decision making. We meet with their leadership team, um, discuss things with them to just make sure that it, you know, falls in line with the mission. But it is, you know, non-denominational, being that it's um, we're welcoming and open to everybody, all uh, all backgrounds and um, and cultures. And so, while it's, you know, our mission is based on Catholic social teaching. And um, welcoming the immigrant, welcoming the stranger, as uh, is quoted from the, um, the scripture, that it's, um, it's, you know, it's not something we often talk about unless people directly ask. You know, we might tell people when we do the tour, you know, this is where how we were founded, and um, these are some of the things that the, it's, the uh, mission is based on, is hospitality and welcoming. Um, but as far as the structure, it's you know it's it's mostly local, and then they have a national presentation sister group um, that has a more formal name than that that <laughs> that that meets regularly for conferences, and they do um, decision making about their their goals and uh, uh, and things like that. So I I hope that sort of answered. <laughs> sure, sure. No, that's that's just fine. That's just fine. Mm-hmm. All right. We would like to thank our guests for this 370th show, Megan Ruiz, Executive Director of the Lantern Center, who's been talking to us about the Lantern Center and today's Iowa immigrants. History buff for today's show is at Broder's. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2, 88.5 FM, and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put K-A-L-A-H-D-2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put K-A-L-A radio, all one word, in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also now find new shows on your favorite streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes. ROI is recorded at station K-A-L-A, St. Ambrose University.